Hello, everyone. Welcome Hi. to the Best Ladies Podcast. Hi, guys. After, what is it, like 15 years of friendship, she still doesn't know my birthday. Excuse me. Excuse me. You don't know mine either, and I'm closer than you are half the time. That is true. I get her and boyfriend mixed up a lot. My boyfriend? My boyfriend. Oh, I thought you said you and her, her and her boyfriend, and I was like, I, I don't know I get you and boyfriend mixed up. <laughs> because boyfriend is in january i am also in january yeah and your guys's birthdays i get one or after i'm so horrible at it one of you is the 28th that's me yeah see one of them <laughs> i was like what if he's the 28th so now i have to try and remember i've been dating this man for seven years and i'm like when the heck is your birthday yeah but we've been friends for like 15 I know. so okay so 2009 is when we became like friend friends yeah because we were acquaintances 13 years going on 13 years 2009 yeah. to 2019 mm-hmm. plus two and then september's coming so we're just gonna call it 13 okay okay I'm, I'm lazy that way yeah. we've been friends for a while people anyways this but, is miss lady's I will podcast say, <laughs> I will say, i'm closer on your birthday i'm only one day off she was one day off she's like i finally remembered your birthday is on april 21st and i was like that is incorrect and she threw her microphone <laughs> i was so upset i almost said bad words out loud <laughs> she was like fuck <laughs> And I was like, it's the 20th. You were really close. It's National Get High Day. Oh. Yeah. Why is that going to make it stick in my head? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I can just feel it like. <sighs> because I know you. I know. And 420 holiday. And you go, oh. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I, I even Avery's birthday. I have a friend <laughs> whose birthday is literally a week before and for the first three years of our marriage i kept getting them flipped <laughs> you're like happy birthday he's like it's not my birthday go, no because i'd be talking to like my mom and i'd be like yeah avery's birthday is on the 14th that doesn't sound right his birthday's on the 21st <laughs> <laughs> his birthday's on the 21st i swear i know what i'm talking about i don't i'm bsing my way through life it's fine um yeah. thank you so much by the way for oh, yeah. taking over last week i emotionally was done yeah, she was doing a special kind of therapy that makes you process things. Yep, it's EMDR. Um, it's like rapid eye movement. Yeah, connection. basic ideas makes your brain will process emotions or memories or whatever in the back of your head. Um, and takes a lot of emotional energy, but you don't have to deal with it up front, which is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's why I was by myself last week. Yeah. I, uh, and I talked to them... Because she hasn't listened to it yet. So I talked to them about... I read three of my short stories. Okay, which ones? Um, this, oh, because it's I asked. It's not split. <laughs> it's called Switch. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's Soulmates Switch Places. Okay. Ooh, I love that one. Mm-hmm. And then I talked about Grumblemeyer. I don't know if you've read that one. I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. He's an angry um, gardener. And he competes with Timothy Thee to get on the cover of Better Homes and Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> and Timothy, so and cute, Timothy's basically the gardener that I want to be. Um, <laughs> Just the wild. And it's be a, free. it's like five hundred words. It's really short. Oh wow! And then I have another one that is it's very rough. Could definitely better. Could probably be made into a whole novel. But it's basically this girl gets abducted by monsters. And okay. she finds out that she's a siren, and her mother has basically been, like, put her in charge of monster relations, basically. <laughs> and her job is to make monsters scary. So I have it set up. It was, like, she calls him Slendy, and he wasn't doing well, and he was so down. So she just said, why don't you be in the background so they don't know you're there until after the picture's taken? 
And then his um, urban myth page like exploded with viewpoints. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. And I have the boogeyman as like the head honcho dude, mm-hmm. but she's a huge book nerd, so she knows that he's not the OG monster. No. And then Dracula's like his assistant, not assistant, but like co-boss person. VP. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then I talk about the Krampus a little bit. Because for some reason, Russia's like, we don't do Santa. We just do a thing that'll eat children. I mean, in all fairness, if you live in an area where the wilderness is tr- actively trying to destroy you for most of your life. I and too- also it's Russia. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. One of the ways that I keep 1.0, who is almost three from climbing things i tell him that if he climbs his dresser and it falls on him he will die and have to go live with jesus mm-hmm. he has not climbed it since i did that i don't feel bad for using scare tactics well, to keep you from dying not wrong i am not wrong <laughs> <laughs> there's no technicality about it if it falls on him and he dies <laughs> he can't live with us anymore yes that is true anyways because we're like five minutes in the miscellaneous podcast we talk about random topics we just see where it goes and we were having a conversation before we're like we need to record right now because this is hysterical (laughs) that was that was the birthday thing and (laughs) she looks at me she's like i really wish we'd been recording so we had to tell you all about it yeah because it was really funny (laughs) her but she was like her face was so full of confidence and this is the correct answer and i said no it's not and she was so mad immediate fury (laughs) that was so close (laughs) Immediately. I, was, I was so confident. <sighs> Anyways, we're gonna talk about fan fiction. So we are gonna talk about. We fan have fiction. talked about them a little bit, but we're gonna go. But this a little is bit like harder. a conversation we have about it once a year. Yeah. We've been friends for like thirteen years. We've talked about a lot of. And fan when we so we usually do like I haven't read fan fiction in a really long time just because I'm not into it right now. Yeah. But every once in a while, it's like we'll just be like, "Hey, I read this really cool fan fiction," mm-hmm. and then or we get super deep into a fandom, and I just need more of it. I just need more. Or my thing is like randomly, I'm just like, I need something random and fluffy, and I don't want to have to learn new characters. I don't want to have to learn a new world. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough emotional energy. This is the fandom that. I'm really into right now. I really like this pairing. Go, <laughs> hero of men. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. Basically. Because I did that for a lot of, I mean, because one of the issues that I was having is that I will go through like a bunch of fan fiction and like, so there's that whole thing where some of them are just so bad, like they're written horribly and you don't want to be mean. I just don't because there's a lot of effort and time that went into it. But if it's a bad writing style, I tend to stop reading it because I just can't, I can't handle it. Because as my writer brain, I just go through and like edit it to make and it better. And you're not enjoying the story yeah. anymore. And it could be a really cool concept. And you're like, that's, I just. <sighs> and other times, I'm like, this is like a whole ass book <laughs> that should the probably longest, be published. The longest work of fiction. I think it was the uh, is it Mario. Oh, it's It's still currently going. It's a Minecraft, I think. Is it, oh, oh, yes. I did learn. It's a Minecraft. It's like five of Les Mises put together. It's basically the entire Wheel of Time series like four times. Yeah. Which is huge. Like it has been going on for years. This is basically this person's job. Yeah, but they do it for free. They do it for free and everybody loves it. Yeah. And Mm. yeah. So, but my last, the last time I really was reading fan fiction was Miraculous Ladybug. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just need some gosh dang <laughs> stuff where they know about each other. It's not a stupid love square. And I'm not constantly like screaming at the screen like, you dumbass. And it is actually a true square. 
It so, is a legitimate square. So premise for you if you don't know Miraculous Ladybug. And it is a kid's show, so it's not for everybody. Like the first season, I'm actually kind of like just breezing through it right now because I don't remember it's, a lot. The first season is definitely like, we're for kids. We're for children. It's not though. And then the it's more good. the more you get into it, though, the more they were like, well, our audience has grown up a tiny bit, so we mm-hmm. can get a little bit more serious. <laughs> yeah. So basic theory, um, girl gets chosen to have a tiny companion who gives her powers and a secret identity. Boy has the same thing. They're not allowed <laughs> to know who each other are. For safety reasons, obviously. That's obviously. how superhero things work. Yes. Girl is Marinette. Marinette is stupidly in love with Adrian. Adrian is the other character who got powers. Mm-hmm. When they are both in masks, she is Ladybug and he is Cat Noir. And Ladybug is really annoyed with Cat Noir. And Cat Noir is like head over heels for Ladybug. He's desperately, he like cannot handle how much in love, in love with her. And he's not shy about it either. No. And whenever she tells him to stop, he does immediately. Immediately. He's Total super respectful. Respect. But he's also, like, very, like, I'm in love with you. You know that. But Let's she, go fight some she, stuff. But Ladybug is not in love with Cat Noir. But she's in love with Adrian. And they're the but same person. Marinette is in love with Adrian. Adrian's like, meh. Because he, as himself and Cat Noir, is in love with Ladybug. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that Marinette and Ladybug are the same person. And I just can't even handle it. I, well, one of the other things is that, because Adrian is, like, son of a really, really well, wealthy. A really wealthy. A really wealthy fashion designer. <laughs> His dad is, like, a really famous fashion designer, mm-hmm. and he's a son, so he's always doing photo shoots and stuff, so he can never be himself. Yeah. When he's Cat Noir, he's able to be 100% authentically himself, mm-hmm. because Which there won't be craves. any repercussions anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Which means that he's fully allowed to be in love with Ladybug, because there's nothing that can hold him back, whereas Adrian is never fully involved with his friends, because he's like, I can't be. I can't be. Yeah. Because at any point, they could be taken away by my really super controlling father. Mm-hmm. And then there's Ladybug, who's like super confident expert hero person. And then there's Marinette, who's like the most clumsy person you've ever seen she's so ever. unself-assured. Like, yeah. She's so self-conscious. Because Conscious. she doesn't think Ladybug and her are the same person. But she is. I, I literally have a fan fiction where I write about this whole entire dilemma that she has. I still get kudos on it because it's amazing you um, sent it to me twice the first time i didn't realize it was you and loved it so when you sent it to me again i was like talking to you about it i was like oh i love this one i've read it before it's amazing and you're like i wrote that and i was like what <laughs> yep <coughs> yeah um i wrote that in 2017 and i still get people liking it and commenting on it because there are people like me who randomly are just like i need something fluffy and mm-hmm. yummy and with characters well, I it's know. the one that it, like, is fluffy, but also, like, a little bit of trauma added in there. It's add a little bit of spice. <laughs> you know, just a little bit of blood and danger. It's fine. <laughs> I made it a little bit more adult than the kid's show is. They never, they get hurt, but there is zero blood or bruising or scuffing of the skin in the whole. Because it's for kids. It's for children, yes. <laughs> Literal children. Literal children, but. Yeah, mm. so that's the last time I was watching fanfic reading fan fiction was because i was like i need more of this stupid square and because it's weird because it's like it is a square you have all this going on but then people have like their favorite pairings within the square like mm. for instance i'm very fond of chat noir marinette i'm very fond of that which is like it's cute it's cute i'm very fond of that pairing i yeah i just want them to know that's what i want i know 
which I did send you that, and I was like, it's a huge ass spoiler. And you're like, you should have led with that. I'm like, I tried. No, no. All I get <laughs> is the Tumblr link. And then I finish reading it and go back to my message, and you're like, huge spoiler. Don't read if you want spoilers, unless you want spoilers. And I was like, I'm fine with spoilers for this, but you should have led with that. <laughs> I know. It was a great spoiler. Was I was like losing spoiler. my mind. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> This busy room so excited. Mm. Which I think I've decided me... the best. Re- the be- I think I like the fan fiction for children's stories or books the best because, because it you allows can age you them up and you can explore and then you who can they put become. Way more adult themes onto them. Mm-hmm. Like you can't take a really adult themed book and like childify Child. it. It's really. It's like it just gets. It loses all of its depth when you do that. Yeah, because all of the depth exists within these adult dilemmas. And then if you take a child's show and put adult dilemmas on him, it's like, oh, this got way more in depth. Sorry, I'm just staring at the cat, making sure he's not going to knock the computer off. You can't eat those, child. <laughs> you can't have those. those. <laughs> what is he trying to eat? He's trying to eat the headphones, and he looks oh, like no. he's compliment- contemplating what to do about it. He's, he looks like he's... Yep. There he goes. <laughs> he is not sure what to do. Yeah, no, I... You're not going to push a bunch of buttons with your chonky self, are you? Yes, he is. I'm sorry. Um, put it right here? Or right there? Actually, you know, you, you guys are going to hear a little bit of bouncing. We're going to put it on the bouncer because the cat can't get on the bouncer. I was on a call today for work, and my coworker in the back, like, in the background, 2.0 starts in his bouncer, mm-hmm. and she can't even see him. She's like... I know what that sound is. I know Because, mind you, her youngest is, like, 12. Mm-hmm. So it's probably been, like, 11 years since she's, like, heard that in her own home. Mm. And then... Okay, so... Taylor is currently reading a fan fiction. When was the last time you read something before this? Um, I've been reading books pretty regularly. I've been in a... In a fan fiction. Oh, when was the last time I read a fan fiction? Yeah, I was like, you read all the time. <laughs> I do read all the time. Um... It's been about a year. It's been at least a year and a half since I read a new fan fiction. I think it's been about a year since I've like picked up a fan fiction to oh, be like, okay. I just need to read something fluffy. Mm-hmm. I need something that makes me happy with characters I love. Yes. Without having to go through and like learn about all new people. And like learn their traumas and like learn mm-hmm. about heartbreak. I don't want heartbreak. I just. <sighs> I, just want I to- need something to make me go, ah. <laughs> Well, I need a little bit of trauma, <laughs> but I don't want heartbreak. And what was it? I was, gosh, I was watching or reading something. Crap, I have like a vague memory of it. Well, what the frick was it? I don't know. Keep talking. Maybe we'll figure it out. Um, but I was talking to you last time I was over here. And I was like, so I was watching the show and I was like, yeah, we're going wrong. And then something happened. And I was like, oh, oh, it was an anime. Mm-hmm. And we don't know a lot about the main character. Uh, didn't you like, get like a flashback of like abuse yeah, so or something? A little. It was like re- it was like real quick flashback things. Yeah, and it was like a frame, and I was like, ooh, 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 trauma. <laughs> and then because I was like, he's an interesting character already, mm-hmm. and we know a lot about his partner's backstory because mm-hmm. it just it literally spent like an episode going be like, here's his drama, <laughs> whereas the main character were like, we just know this stuff about him, and then he's like slowly goes into it more and more, and you're like, oh, 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 and then. He was experimented on when he was a kid, mm-hmm. and then um, his abuser calls him 69, mm-hmm. and then 
his brother was experiment 71 so like he's literally just about like i'm gonna take this dude down and he was like oh he's like so i heard that you escaped how's experiment 71 and then the and then the whole scene changes from totally black background and then the main character is in gray and you in the visible representation of just the way that he's so frozen in absolute trauma response i was like oh suddenly he's like I was like, I hate that you have to, like, put trauma on a character and make him way more interesting, but now he's, like, way more interesting. I feel like, okay, so I think maybe the thing, I've been thinking about this since I've seen you last, <laughs> to try and figure out why trauma makes things more interesting. I apologize mm-hmm. if you can hear my furnace. The babies are asleep, so we had to move to a different room. Um, I think trauma makes them more relatable. Mm. I, too, have suffered in a similar yes. way. Yes, it's like, okay, cool, like, you're interesting, you lived a perfect life, but you're not relatable. Mm-hmm. Because when something is relatable, you're like, ooh, you internalize it. And you're like, ah, I like them. Mm-hmm. I can relate to them. They're like me. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you put like a person who is perfect and has no flaws, people don't, tend to not like them because they're like, there's no one like that. No. That's not a real human. No. But I was still like, oh my god, this is a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then he is like, he's he's very mentally unstable. Like he is not okay. And then you know that he's, like, never going to talk about it. Nope. He might He might talk about it with um, his partner slash friend. Who is very much, like... It's interesting because he constantly says, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. And then they're constantly, like, trying to save each other. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, yeah, you but... cannot like someone and still respect <laughs> them. Well, it's interesting because um, it's called the case study of Venitas. And... Vanitas, I don't know how to say it in English. English-sized tongue. Um, and so he's going there and they're like, oh, we gotta escape, so we need a hostage. We should take her. And then um, Noe's like, no, like that's a bad plan. Because <laughs> Noe's a vampire and mm-hmm. Vanitas is not. So constantly like, they're breaking into this church and like the radicals of the church are like, vampires are 100% evil and should die. And Vanitas is like, no, they're like, they're basically just a different form of human. Mm-hmm. There's literally no difference. <laughs> and then also Vantas operates from this fact of they both are horrible, selfish pe- they, like, beings. Yeah. You both suck equally. So for okay. him, they're the same. Okay. And you're right. like, all right then. But he was like, we need a, we need a hostage. And Noah's like, no, that's a bad plan. And he goes off and he was like, oh, and he like went off in like a rage thing. And then you just see Noah crush a wall. And I was like, oh, and he's like, you're right. We should take a hostage. And he's like, please, no. <laughs> So then he's, like, literally just, like, trying to debate whether or not he should just straight up kill Vanitas because he's so mad. Oh, no. So he's literally using him as a hostage. <laughs> and they're like, I can't decide if it's an act or if they're genuine. And Vanitas is like, no, this is legit. Please save me. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> so you said tongue and it made my brain go, whoop. As an English speakers, when we are resting, when we're not speaking or doing anything <laughs> with our mouths, our tongue is sitting, like, right between our teeth just sitting and so i learned that with native russian speakers they're sitting right at the bottom of their mouth so if you want to make a more realistic sounding russian accent your tongue needs to rest at the bottom of your mouth between words huh that's really weird i like want to try that Do so it. bad now Do it. oh one of my favorite though is like if you're ever walking in a scary part of town people get up and they go you think this bad neighborhood <laughs> i'm from russia <laughs> like, that was chicago to russia i know it's bad <laughs> you think it's bad neighborhood i'm from chicago 
I know bad. <laughs> you think this bad neighborhood? This nothing in Russia. That's better. It's better. That's better. Yeah, it's because I kept. I was like, it's really weird to like intentionally drop my Which tongue. Which is why they have speech coaches for actors so they can speak like legitimately. I am not on YouTube very often anymore, but anytime I see a video from Wired with the speech guy, I am all over it. Mm-hmm. I will drop everything else I'm doing to watch this video. Because he's also so like really funny. nice to listen to. He just has a nice soothing tone, no mm-hmm. matter what. And I remember he was doing one with Brad Pitt where he's an Irishman and he goes, okay, so he's not doing a very good Irish accent, but he's hiding it because he's talking so fast. That makes sense. Because he was like, because what part of it is Did you know Brad Pitt's an actual pilot? No. In, I think it's Brad Pitt in the newest, uh... You're talking about Tom Cruise, aren't you? I guess. (laughs) They are all the same face. Tom Cruise is a legitimate pilot. What was the what was the Top movie? Gun. Yes, no, the newest Top Gun. Um, Avery was watching a video about it. They're like, yeah, he's really he's really in that plane because you you can't really fake that G force. And I was like, yeah, and what? He, in one of the Mission Impossible's, he is legit flying the helicopter. That's weird to me because he has an undying dedication to realism. Didn't he also break his ankle during one of the Mission mm-hmm. Impossible's? He was jumping across the roof. Obviously, he had wires on, but he was clearing a gap between buildings yeah messed up the run a little bit <gasps> and you can see his ankle break in the movie Ow! <laughs> and then he gets up and does a little hobble thing and his ankle's broken there and then the next cut it's like seven months later and it's not broken anymore that sucks every time i think of breaking something on set i think of vigo mortensen's uh kick oh yeah like, Lito, I don't know why, but that was just, it was such more, I was like, from the depths. And they're like, it's because he broke because three of his toes. <laughs> he kicked a, uh, a metal helmet. Like a real helmet. And then he drops to his knees and just Let yells mm-hmm. in like agony and like rage. And you're just like, that was like, I connected with that. Like, and then you find out it's acting. because he broke three toes when he kicked yeah, the helmet. He, yeah, because you hear him go, ah! <laughs> Like, the pain was hitting him. He was like, oh, he's like, oh, kind of, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then he kept acting. Yes. I, f- I love Viggo Mortensen. He <laughs> bought the horse. The Arwen Road for the stunt woman who rode her. Yes, but he also bought the horse that he used. Mm-hmm. He really was like, I know that this is your horse and you love him a lot. But so do I. He's and my there, horse now. <laughs> and he said, is there any way that I can take this horse from you? He also got the horse in Hidalgo, too. No. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because, and the person who was like the stunt coordinator slash legitimate swordsman said that Vigo Mortensen was basically the best swordsman he'd seen in like decades. Wow. I because heard that. that that's an actor that also was like, I'm supposed to be Aragorn now, so therefore I will be Aragorn. Wait, well, like the craziest thing about him, he hiked into their remote locations. Like just take off three days early and hike in so mm-hmm. that he could be like, grimy and gross and like legitimately this like, is, like we've Viggo been Mortensen, running for 50 miles of course i'm disgusting Vigo Mortensen is like what method acting should be yeah not like Dead christian horse. bale starving himself for a role or who was it that 70s guy that's so that's 70s show what's his face Aston Kutcher. Yeah. He... I was like, Mila Kunis, is that thing? Yes, that one! <laughs> I, was like, I couldn't remember his name, but I remembered his wife. I remember his wife, but I couldn't remember her name. Um, He, when he did the Steve Jobs movie... Oh, yeah. He, he was went, doing the Steve Jobs he, diet. Yeah, and almost died. 
he went to the hospital three times with pancreatic issues yeah because and then the doctor was like are you kidding me right now you need to stop Stop it (laughs) like you're gonna have like issues in the future if you don't stop Mm -hmm. because like method acting like is it can be like a great way to do it but i'm also like it can be so harmful yeah i've actually so mentally watching a an interview um i don't a woman of color i don't remember what her name was Uh, mind you i don't remember half celebrities names apparently (laughs) brad pitt and tom cruise are the same person which they (laughs) are and i stand behind um and she was saying method only method acting is only really accepted and available to white male actors Hmm. And I had to think about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I've never heard of another type of actor the doing method acting." Killmonger in Black Panther. Okay, he did it. Yeah, but he did it more on like trying to understand like the, the mentality that yeah. Killmonger was. I think in. I heard an interview with him that he was like, "I was walking down the street and had a really weird inact- interaction. Like people like were scared of me, and I was like, you were a tall, fit.'" strong man with a very angry look and you've given off bad vibes i would cross the street mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all i'm a female and you're a dude just just you know take that take that's that. just an immediate and then you're amplifying it mm-hmm. and what i do appreciate though about black panther so much is that while killmonger was like obviously a bad dude he was right he was right he was going about it really wrong but he was right well, he was so, all about it with the tactics that he had seen time and time again work. Mm-hmm. So basically he was right. And then T'Challa knew he was right. Mm-hmm. And then started doing something about it. Yeah. Because even like when he goes to like the spirit world and he's like yelling at all of his answers. And he's like, you were wrong. All of you were wrong. Mm-hmm. He's like, we should not have cut ourselves off from the world because they freaking needed us. Yeah. They still needed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good movie. Man, it was a good movie. I sent you that TikTok where, because for some reason, Eternals, which, by the way, was a good movie and I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it yet. But I really, I, I really just loved the deaf character. I was like, there's a deaf actor in this movie and mm-hmm. I'm all sorts of hype. Well, and I, I actually saw an interview. You might have sent it to me. An interview with the deaf actor um, who was explaining that, like, there was a scene where everyone had to have to close their eyes and, and do whatever. And so then the interpreter would have to wait until it ends and then run around and, like, mm-hmm. tap the deaf actor. And so I think the director was like, hey. Or it was the actor that was standing next to her. I don't oh, remember his name. But okay. he was like, can I do that for you? And she yeah. was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I was like, A plus. This is how you treat people. Not mm-hmm. even with disabilities. Well, plus, this is how you treat people. Because they were working together for so long, like, through the pandemic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I think she was teaching them sign language so they could, like, try to start having conversations. Yeah. Which I was like, that's cool. I don't know if you saw it. Because they do use a lot of ASL in the movie. Oh, really? Like, really appreciate it. Because she is, she can read lips. Yeah. Obviously. But. But they. Because when they're talking directly to her, they sign. Oh. And then if they're, like, talking to everybody, they'll kind of do um, a thing where they just talk but also half sign. Yeah. But when they're, like, wanting her to be like, I'm talking directly to you, they actually sign to her. There was a mom recently who is hard of hearing and she has a daughter who's deaf and oh, some yeah. other kids and she quit talking she turned her voice off because, well, because no one in her was, family like, pissed off yeah yeah no one in her family was willing and to she learn was sign like language. if you do not i will divorce you she was like i think i saw a video from her she's like um 
Every day that my husband refuses to learn sign for our daughter, I will fill out one page of divorce paperwork. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because she was wow, like that's your deadline, like, like hardcore, but also like she's like, this is your child. Yeah. Like, why don't you care enough to talk to her? Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was like huge. But it's forcing her family to learn. Mm-hmm. And her older kids are like, oh, like this is actually important because their children are like, that's my but sister. Because I dad care about wasn't her. doing it. Yeah. It didn't occur to them that this is also important. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, no, it is. Like, I'm legit not talking to you. Yeah. And then her kid, and because their children, they're picking up way faster. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, my little sister, who I thought never talked, actually has a lot to say. Yeah, she just, I didn't understand what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, kids are so smart. Like, yeah, kids are great. 1.0 will randomly just look at me. You love me. Yes. Yes, child, I do love you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's acknowledging, like, this is a true statement. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be, like, we wouldn't even be talking. I'll be doing this, or he'll be playing, and he'll just pause. You love me. Or, you love us. You know, because brother's right next to him. And I was like, yeah, I totally love you guys. And it just, like, makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Anyways, where I was going was that Eternals oh, is, yes. like, one of the most diverse movies that's been out in a really long time. Which is probably why it's reviews tanked. Yeah, because, you know, white, mad, fandom boys. But also, you have to look at the critic... Not compilation, but, like, the demographic. I think 80 to 90% of it is older white men mm-hmm. and they were like mad about it and i was like you well, can get if over you don't it see yourself in something it's going to be harder to connect and rate it eth- not ethically what word am i looking for not biologically where is my brain? bias yes there you go <laughs> without bias unbiasedly mm. well because that's the thing though because like shang chi black panther and the other one And Black Widow are some of the highest grossing Marvel films. Yeah. Like, like they're, like, blowing it out of the water. And people are like, they're not going to do well. I'm like, just because it is not an all-white cast. Just because it's not for you. And I freaking love Shang-Chi. Like, I I am obsessed with that movie. I have heard very, very good things about it. Oh, I love it it so much. I've heard very good things about it. I don't get to go to the movies. It's fine. It's fine. I just, I enjoy it, especially because the stunt scenes are, like, legit. Well, because I, so I'm in martial arts, and I teach martial arts, um, and we were teaching a newer student, and to take a C-step, and it was literally, like, my instructor was like, have you seen this new movie? It got talking about it, and he's like, he's, you can see him C-step in the movie during some of his fight scenes, and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Shang-Chi, you were just going to lose it. Because he was like a former stunt dude, so he understands how to fight in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. But he's also a martial arts person. Now. Mm-hmm. I saw, because he's on TikTok, and so I saw a video from him of like, this was my training process. I had to start from the very beginning because I wasn't very familiar with any martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, good for you. Yeah, but like you can tell like he put in the work. <laughs> like he put in the work. I love when people do that. Because you can, it's such a huge difference when scenes are choreographed to be like, look at this fight scene Mm -hmm. versus they're just brawling and we're going to cut, 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 cut. And it's not freaking born identity. They frame the shots and look at their movements that they're doing to counter each other and try and land a hit. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. I'm all about it. (laughs) Because I recently watched Charlie's Angels, the new one. Yeah. The fight scene was like absolute crap in comparison. 
the like it was significantly less cuts than born identity because born identity it's like you can you literally can't see what's happening yeah because it's cut it's literally like 15 cuts it's like cut, 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 cut. And you're like i don't know who's hitting who uh, did he win we won okay yeah and you're like i don't know if anybody's winning i don't know who's hitting who i don't know where you are because you're cutting so much and then none of the hits mean anything because i'm not seeing the impact of them yeah well i mean but so then i watched charlie's angels and i was like it was a, it was a fun movie it was, it was right. fine yeah but the fight scenes were like meh i they weren't using they didn't show the actors how to fight yeah so they used a stunt coordinator which means that you have to cut in a way that you're not actually seeing that it's not the legitimate actor yeah it was which fine. I'm like i wish that like if you have the time and the money put your actors through the training it comes across so much better yeah because there's I guess that i don't i guess that my brain doesn't pick up when it's a bad one because atomic well because of cinema wins and corridor digital i'm like noticing these things a lot well, now like, i notice but i don't care enough to analyze it and if it's a good one then i take the time to spend on it and be like that was amazing why did i think it was so well, amazing like the only reason i thought charlie's angels was crap was because i've been watching so many good fight scenes in movies lately mm. that it was a sudden like, downgrade a comparison. it was a sudden like, downgrade and i was like oh this is a kind of a not cool fight scene okay see and i don't i just don't get a lot of time with television or shows mm-hmm. or anything right now Whereas, um, what is it? What is it? Because, oh yeah, there's a movie that came out, Atomic Blonde. I heard about it, and from she the went, fight scenes I saw in the previews, I was like, ooh. She went through all of the training to do it herself. Yeah. She didn't have a stunt double unless it was, like, really extreme. Yeah. So, like, she was, like, falling down the stairs. Oh, no. Yeah, she was doing that's, it. That's pretty extreme. Falling down the stairs kills people. Mm-hmm, but if you're a stunt person, you know how to do it in a way that doesn't hurt you. I mean, it'll hurt, but not like you do it in a safe way. <laughs> I know because they'll go. It hurts, and they and if they can't pad the stairs, they pad you. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. They don't just go, "Hey, let your spine hit the edge of the stair." They go, "Hey, you're gonna have to fall down some stairs. We're gonna put a pad on your back." Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes it more tolerable. Yeah, and then they teach you how to fall down the stairs without hurting yourself horribly. Just like how in your martial arts class they teach you how to fall so you don't get whiplash. I will not be teaching 1.0 to uh, Somersault, by the way. He will just be learning how to front roll. Because hmm. somersaulting going over your head and the back of your neck is really dangerous. Yeah. I remember the first time he was like, it's like a somersault, except right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you watch a kid get bowled over to the point where they need to roll over... They do roll over their shoulder and not their head. Mm-hmm. Instinctual. Mm-hmm. Protect the head at all costs. Absolutely. <sighs> but yeah, I just I was gonna say something. Where was I gonna have a huge. This? And then I remember I did this a while ago, but I wrote a fight scene and I sent it to you. And I was like, "Does this make sense? Like, is this a thing? Like, does this work?" <laughs> and I remember helping you with some of it, being like, "This one doesn't make sense. Try this instead." Yeah, because I'm like, because if you have the resources, people use them. Mm-hmm. Because I've noticed that whenever, like, I don't I don't have any stories with gun usage at all. Because I don't know a thing about guns. It's a pew-pew stick. Like, I don't know anything about guns. Which means that all of my characters, if they have a gun, they either don't like it or they don't know what they're doing. Which, if you don't know what you're doing, is like... You better a, not be touching a like, gun. Like, why are you touching one? And I've noticed that most of my characters have some form of magic use. Which means that I want to put a little bit of martial arts play and I have a resource for that. So I, I send it to him, like, does this make sense to your fighting brain? Like, is mm-hmm. this plausible? 
And because I remember I was at a writing panel once and this lady, she was she met with a bunch of scientists because uh-huh. she was like, hey, I'm writing a book. I have some questions. And they all met. And she's like, I could tell from their thought process that they thought I wanted them to do it all. <laughs> so she said, when I sat down and said, here's my idea. She's like, I have nanobots like uh, nano, like molecular size. If they go into a person and copy their DNA, could you control the nanobots to like alter your physical body for things? And she said they all sat up and went, oh, let's think about this. She was like, it was a legitimate scientific question that I was like, if we had the technology and like a little bit of fantastical element, is it plausible? And then she's like, and then they started giving me ideas. Because they were like, oh, you actually, like, want to know if something you're writing is, like, legit. Not, hey, I Help want me. this thing, write it. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, we don't write it. She's like, no, I'm verifying if I what I wrote is, like, a thing that could happen. <laughs> okay, speaking of writing things, I love rock scientists. Okay, I just need, I just need you to know that. Geologists? Yes, that's what they're called. And volcanologists. Um. One point, I was very into volcanoes. My sister was like, I know more about volcanoes now than before I came over here. Like, <laughs> she watched my, my kids for a few minutes so I could go run a quick errand. Um, I have heard a few different versions of like basically the same thing that, that people are like, I, I'm really curious if this is a thing. The one that's coming to mind most recently is this girl was like, I wonder what lava tastes like. So she sends a letter to the United States Geological Society or I think whatever government affiliation we have for rocks and they she gets a letter back saying you would immediately die because it would melt through your face but it would probably taste like rocks with a with the consistence of tapioca pudding and she was like you can only eat lava once but you can eat tapioca pudding as many times as you want and I was like I really appreciate that they emailed, like, they, they, they sent they a letter back. Like, they're like, don't, but if you did. <laughs> but it, it, it would taste like this. Yeah. And I was like, Because hmm, I always you. hated, like, the pictures of lava. I'm like, I just, like, want to grab it and touch, touch it. I just want to touch it. I just want to touch it so bad. It looks aesthetically pleasing. Like, mm-hmm. and it, tactile. It looks like it would be tactilely pleasing. Like, it looks like slime, but, like, funner. It's danger slime. <laughs> danger slime. <laughs> I just want to touch it and play with it, but then I lose my hands. They just melt right off. Yeah. I remember I saw that TikTok where a girl she wanted to be like um, a rock scientist, basically, mm-hmm. and her mom was like, "Oh, at least she'll be safe, like in a research lab." And it sh- cuts to the research. She's standing in front of a volcano, like really close to love, and she's like the research. And I was like. <laughs> That, you, would, yeah. you would do that to your mom. I would do that to my mom. <laughs> you would totally do that to your mom. It's totally safe, me in front of a volcano. <laughs> it's totally safe. It's fine, I promise. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Oh, man. I, I'm, i like, kicking myself. I mean, it's one of those things of, like, there's no way, but I should have done it anyway. Um, there's a gaming company that had job application available to write the dialogue for a Harry Potter game they're coming out with. You should have done it. I know. I never applied. What? I know. You, If you had told me, I would have been all over you. I know. Is that and why you didn't like, tell me? I just, I legitimately kept forgetting about it. Oh, no. The brain. I know. It's brain. I'd be like, oh, I should do this. And then I like would immediately forget about it. And I'm like, mm. dude, I want to be a video game writer. How freaking cool would that have been? That would be really cool. Right? Actually. The story for video games? The dialogue for video games? That would be a way freaking cool career. Yeah. 
And if you get really good at that, then people are going to seek you out. Yeah. So I'm like, mm. what were you doing, dummy? Like, it was right there in front of your face. And even if they didn't pick you, you still would have applied. Yeah. And because one of my issues is that they're like, we need a creative writer. I'm like, I have been creatively writing for like 11 years. <laughs> Professionally, six months. And, they don't, and I'm like, they don't care about that. They're like, oh, well, you weren't in a professional setting. Because yeah, it doesn't I'm count. I'm sorry. Professional settings are not that easy to come by for this. I know. And all the professional settings that are starting positions are like, you need two years. I'm like, I've been in college. I didn't have time to do your stupid I little. I hate the U.S. job market. Mm, that's so bad. It's fine. Because they're like, everybody's hiring. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. No, they're not. Because Mm-mm. it'll say they're hiring. And then they reject people. Mm-mm. Do you actually need people? Are you lying they, to me? I know a lot of businesses are trying to stay below the 65% so that they don't have to pay back their loan money to the government. Yep. Because they'll be like, everywhere's hiring. This is that guy on TikTok. He's literally applied to like 200 jobs and has gotten three callbacks. Yeah. Just to tell him no. I felt so bad for that dude. I know. He's like, are you joking? He's like, everywhere's hiring. He's like, then how come no one will hire me? Yeah. He's like, no, they're not hiring. Nope. Nobody's hiring. Nope. He's well, like, I think my job's Because if everybody like, was actually... like legitimately hiring, there wouldn't be such huge unemployment. Well, partially, I think the unemployment is a lot of Gen Z is like, F this. I'm not going to stay where I'm not appreciated, where you're not respecting me. I am which I believe they're going to bring about a huge change. So I like, fully support you. Keep doing it. Yeah, so I'm like, definitely make the business go under that's treating their employees like crap. Absolutely. If they mm. cannot afford to pay you a living wage or treat you like a person. If you're getting more off unemployment, exist. it's the company's fault. Walmart. Hey, Walmart. Walmart is the biggest reason that little mom and pop shops and local well, farmers are dying. are dying, but if walmart were to pay a living wage the amount of people needing government support to pay their bills to get food would drop mm-hmm. walmart is the biggest employer in the united states but it all is also the reason so many people need additional support from the government is because and they won't lose them. anything they'd probably have to not even they might even have to be like hey milk costs five cents more no oh no 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 I'm sorry. Do not increase my increase what I have to pay you so that you can pay your employees a living wage. Just pay your employees a living wage. You will make it back up. Yeah. Like you won't the even Big notice. The Mac would have to go up like five cents. Maybe. No, no. They did the they did the research. Mm-hmm. Hi. Oh, so it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a grape break, so we're back a now. Grape. <laughs> We Wait. got grapes because Avery appeared with grapes. Yeah, so we had a snack break and we're back now. We've re- we don't remember what we were talking about. Yeah, not really. That's fine. That's kind of how this podcast works, though. We got distracted with cats and buttons. Mm-hmm. Specifically cats that push buttons to tell you what they want. And then we got talking about Bunny the dog, who also does the same thing. And apparently mm-hmm. has questions about dreams. She did. She asked the question, is a, is a daydream the same as a nightdream? Which I was like, that's profound. She's also a breed that's also, like, historically really smart isn't she like a poodle mm. poodle mix poodles are really really smart dogs they're really really smart dogs mm-hmm. mm. yeah. man i keep seeing all these like this dog needs rescued and i was like i would if i could first of all my dog would 
be absolutely not okay with that. No, he would not. And my father has said no more pets. He's done. Yeah, but your dad is getting older. I can understand not wanting to. It's not that he doesn't want to take care of them. Because our last, like, Huck and Sawyer, they were not his dogs. No, they were Alex's. They were basically our dogs, but yeah, they were not his dogs. He would say, I don't have dogs. Because dad does not want any more pet responsibility. Because if it was, if it wasn't that, he'd be like, yeah, sure, let's get another dog or whatever. But he's, mm-hmm. he's done taking care of animals. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. You can be done. Like, mm-hmm. mostly, waiting it's 10 the- years. <laughs> Pretty much. Huck lived for a very long time. We've had <laughs> Huck for like 10 years. Which I was like thinking, I was like, oh man, Sawyer's only nine. Oh wow, he's got a lot of Huck was 16. Yep, Huck was never going to die if given the choice. Yeah. I remember I cried one day after we'd lost him and I was like, I remember it was about two years ago. He was getting kind of old and I noticed it and I was like, please hang on for me. (laughs) And then he did and I was like, ah, destroyed. (laughs) Because schnauzers don't live that long. No. They live to be like 12, 14, that's it. And he lived for 16 years. Yeah. So he, I was like, he really did hang on for me. That dog, like mm-hmm. right up until he died, was constantly pestering Sawyer for play. Always. He was, like he did, he obviously slowed down a lot, like you could tell. Yeah. And his arthritis was getting pretty bad. But he was still constantly like, let's do something, let's go on a walk, let's do something. Like, if his body hadn't failed him... He would have lived forever. Yeah, he would have lived forever and been, like, the most energetic. Because when we first got him, he could clear the couch. Oh, wow. Yeah, he would come down the stairs all excited in zoomies and just jump over the whole thing. And, and that was always an accident. Because <laughs> he would want to jump over the back of it onto the cushions. Oh, he'd overshoot it. And he'd overshoot it, and every time he'd be like, That was a mistake! <laughs> and he'd always, like, surprise himself and be like, Oh, that was a mistake! Ah! Oh man, when Orion gets to zoomies, <laughs> you just hear him tearing down the hallway, and then up and over the couch, and then up onto his cat tree, and then he pushes, and he sits, and he looks, and you make eye contact, and he's like, if you keep staring at me, I will murder you. Okay, I'm going back to my job. <laughs> and then he's Cat zoomies. <laughs> cat zoomies are crazy. Yeah, um, my brother, his cats used to have him at 3 a.m. He's like, we'd be dead asleep, and then they would just use their nails to get across my chest super fast. Yeah. And he would be like, oh we, my gosh. We avoid that by wearing him down about bedtime. Um, he he loves lasers. He loves feathers. He gets lasers and feathers. And then he calms down for the rest of the night mm-hmm. and has his zoomies in the morning. Because he's like, everyone's awake now. Yeah. I mean, cats are still nocturnal, so yeah. I kind of expect him to do it at night. But uh, because we wear him down in his energy before going to bed, he's more okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jackson Galaxy. (laughs) That man loves cats so much. Yeah. So much. He's just, he's like, every cat deserves a chance. So, I will say, as I am an adult and learning more about people I've seen on TV, there have been some that I'm like, oh, you are absolutely a horrible person, never watching anything from you again. But then I, like, learn more about, like, the obscure ones, like Jackson Galaxy or Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is like Guy a Fieri wholesome is amazing. human. He's like, a cool dude. Oh, I always just thought you were the weird dude with like the car and the hair, but like, no, you're actually genuinely a good person and a like phenomenal chef. Yeah, I was like, absolutely, I will be like, absolutely mm-hmm. watching. Whereas more like of your Caesar content. Milan, 
Mm-hmm. I'm like learning more about him going, he... Mm. Or Bobby Flay. Hey, I don't think anyone liked Bobby Flay <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> Fine. But no, like, I'm like, wow, this is like really remember, interesting. Because mm-hmm, Kelsey, oldest sister, would watch like a ton of season Milan stuff. Yeah. It's how she basically trained her dog, Samson. Okay. And, which I mean, like worked and stuff. Like, he's a good dog. Like, yeah. he's a great dog. Um, But like, every time I like something on like tiktok or the news like see Milan. i'm like this dude is like like is he legit or is he just like what is happening with this guy well i don't even know i didn't know he was a dog trainer when you said his name i i've never heard of him he had a tv show for a while he was pretty prolific and but it's like i mean so is Julian michaels been, like, but things, she's not a good person um there's been like things where he understands a dog's body language, so it's like Jackson Galaxy will push the boundaries of a cat to see where they are, yeah. and they will claw him, and he's like okay with that. Well, cause like I think his methodology, according to the shows, is he needs to know at what point things are too much for this animal, because then he can understand what's too much for the animal, what's happening for the humans that's causing them to be like we we need to be done, mm-hmm. so then he can help them find solutions that's going to work for both of them. Yeah. Where it's like, because I've seen Season Milan do the same thing. Okay. Where's the boundary for you, dog? Where is it to the point where you bite me? Mm-hmm. And like whenever they, whenever he finds it and pushes it and the dog bites him, he's always like super surprised. Hmm. I'm like, you literally just went to this dog's trauma response and slapped it and then you're surprised he retaliated? Um. Yeah, no. Whereas like- Jackson Galaxy, like he's waiting for them too. He's yeah. like, you're going to show me where. Yep, show me where it's too much, where you get too stressed out. Show me where out. it's too much. Because, I mean, Season Milan has helped people, but mm-hmm. it's like, I've also heard that, like, dogs have died in his care. Whoa. So I'm like, I don't know what's true with this dude. That's not cool. I know. Because I'm like, if I send my dog off with you, and then you call me weeks later and say it's died, I hate suing. everything about you. I would be suing. But, like, on the flip side, like, I tell my kids, if you mess with Orion and you get scratched, it's your fault. If he comes at you unprovoked, I will deal with him. Mm-hmm. But if you... If like you've been antagonizing very him. bitey, mm-hmm. but he loves the cat. He loves Orion so much. He wants to pet him. And then he tried to go in to bite him, and I had to save him. <laughs> because if you are petting the animal, if they don't like it, and you get scratched, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. I, like, for he's instance. small, so I want to protect him from that, but... Mm-hmm. It would be his fault. So, like, for instance, he was sitting in my lap, and I forgot, because Orion doesn't like having his shoulders touched, and I forgot that. And mm-hmm. I couldn't see his tail, because it was way below my sight line. Mm-hmm. It and, was flicking. And then he, like, he didn't hurt me at all with his teeth, but he was definitely, like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> He's very clear of, I'm putting teeth on you, because I know you do not like it. I need you to listen to mm-hmm. me. And then when she's like, his tail's flicking, I was like, oh, that's what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. I was like, why and are you putting your him. teeth on me? <laughs> because... You weren't listening to the tail. Because I couldn't see the tail. But then I reminded you, he doesn't like his shoulders touched. And then he's instantly calmer because he stopped touching his shoulders. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I forgot. But then he also was petting him on his head as a guest. And then he started putting his teeth on me again. I was like, oh, are you done? You just want to sit here? And he was like, yes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't He doesn't put teeth it on me anymore. It doesn't hurt at all. But it annoys me because I'm like, excuse you, you don't put teeth on me. Mm-hmm. So if he puts teeth on me, I put him on the ground. Because I think he's, he's starting to transition a little bit to pause because mm-hmm. i've noticed that he bats me a little bit first before mm-hmm. he does his teeth so. which i'm which i'm fine with you can bat me be like hey heads up i'm done with this okay cool perfect mm-hmm. so but if he puts teeth on me he's done he has to get off my lap 
You're like, I know you were just telling me we're done, but that means we're done done. Yeah, no, no. Teeth means I am done. Because mm-hmm. this is this is my hard limit. <laughs> I don't let my children bite me. I don't let the cat bite me. Uh, he, right now, he's pretty chill. He's like, I just want to hang out with you people. Don't mm-hmm. touch me, but I want to hang out with you people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we ran him down with a laser. You helped. Because mm-hmm. we got to get the kids in bed. And then, like, he's chill. Yep. Oh, did you give him his snackies, by the way? Your face says no. Okay. We yep, because I was like, what now? No. <laughs> I huh? Maybe you didn't hear I me. was just told to move the laser around. Move the laser and then give him a treat when we're done. Oh, I didn't do that because I didn't know that was supposed to happen. <laughs> I, I handed it to you. You didn't hand me anything. <laughs> it's on the table. You handed me the laser. And it's on the t- Whatever. <laughs> you should know about my hard of hearingness. I know. When I thought I said it loud enough. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> or I wasn't paying attention. So, so I don't have hard of hearing. I'm not hard of hearing, but my brain does get very distracted. And so lately, when I'm when Avery is driving the car and we're going somewhere, I've been like reading, like a Kindle book or whatever. And then he tries to like talk to me, and I honestly, all I hear is wah 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 wah, and then I have to like disengage my. <laughs> you brain. went into peanut child mode. I have to disengage my brain and then turn and be like, "What was that?" <laughs> and so <laughs> Avery's wonderful. He's doing me a favor. I'm just like, I just need you to like say my name so that i can disengage from what i'm doing and then i can have a conversation with you mm-hmm. and then what was it it was brain totally oh yeah so oldest sister got an ear infection mm. no she got a cold and one of her ears plugged up Ew. and then she Not was like she thought she heard my oldest nephew call for her uh-huh. so she went over there and he wasn't there and she was like what the and then found him in a completely opposite direction and then she paused and went, oh my gosh, this is how Kenzie hears the world. Because my right ear is the good ear. And I can hear pretty well out of my left ear. Well, well enough that it's not like if you come at me from my left side, I'm not totally blindsided by it. I can hear you're there. Yeah. But I like if I put in a headphone in my right ear, I can drown out most noises that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also like my brain is adapted to really be able to pin down where things are coming from. Yeah. And... So she was just like, oh, I entered into her world. This is how it sounds like for her always. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because if it's a noise from far away and I didn't get what direction it's from, I have no idea where it came from. Yeah. And depending on some frequencies of things, like I'll hear something and I'll look. Like if it's the first time I've heard it, unfamiliar noise, I usually look to the right because that's where I hear it. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll be like, wait a minute. Oh, it's coming from over there. Because I can hear it well out of the right ear. So then I'm like, oh, I've never heard that before. So I try to, like, angle my right ear to get a better, mm-hmm. like, thing for it. Which is so interesting. Like, and I imagine she had much more empathy mm-hmm. towards some of your hearing issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say, I am a constant migraine sufferer. And I got way more empathy from you after you finally had a migraine. Because it's like I understood, but I didn't know. Yeah. And like, then I got my first migraine where it went full bone fever, almost threw up. Like, my head hurt so bad I couldn't sleep at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember I sent you a text. I was like, I get it now. <laughs> like, I understood, but now I get it. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't even realized that, like, I was getting very, like, non... Like, a little bit of judgment, but just very, like, non-empathetic responses from you about migraines until afterwards. And then I was getting very empathetic. I was like, oh... Because now I understand. Yeah. Because it's like, I want it to be like, I know it sucks. And I'm like, I'm aware that it sucks. But now it's like, but when I, I but understand now, on a physical level. Now when I tell you I have an 
dwarf trying to hammer its way out of my brain or an alien trying to birth its way through my skull that now makes sense to me yeah <laughs> like because i like i tried the best i could to be like i have an alien trying to birth its way through my skull to explain to people how bad my pain is <laughs> i think that was the time that i passed out on the bathroom floor maybe because I, I think i don't remember the last time you had a migraine but i remember the last like description you gave me you're like yeah no i'm just laying down at the top of the stairs because this is all i can manage right now and i was like damn that's a bad migraine i think i was pregnant yeah, you were pregnant. You were living in your friend's basement. That was a bad migraine. Yeah. Because you were like, I can't see right now. So. Yeah, I was I've having lots of problems seeing. Um, so my grandma gets, they're called auras. Um, that kind of, when you get a migraine and your vision is disrupted, mm-hmm. my auras look like sunspots. <laughs> or like there's just like a black hole with pixelate, pixelation around one spot in my vision. And it's not like one spot that stays it stays relative to where my vision is pointing that's how like sunspots work yeah yeah because wherever your eye is pointing that's where it travels yeah it makes it really hard to stare at a computer and half the time that's how i figure out i'm having auras is because i'm having to tip my eyes running funny and like move my glasses so that i can read it yeah and then you're like wait i shouldn't have to (laughs) (laughs) it takes a few minutes before i'm like oh yeah that's not normal that's i remember his middle sister um whenever she gets her period she gets literally bloated Mm. and then her headache she gets headaches so there was one time she set an alarm in her phone that said take your damn pill because <laughs> she was like you're gonna have a headache and then you won't take it it's horrible and then she's always she's like every time i'm always like what the heck i put on a lot of weight because her pants don't fit very well anymore. yeah and she's like every single time i think i've gained weight and then two days later i start my period and she's like oh she's like i don't know why i never ever remember <laughs> She's like, I've been having this period for decades and I can't freaking remember that that's like the first symptom I have. Yeah. <coughs> Periods, man. You know, Bodies well, are weird. I know. But since I've been using my Diva Cup, uh-huh. I like, <laughs> I forgot I was on my period. Oh, wow. And I was trying to figure out why my back hurt. <laughs> I was sitting in my chair at my desk and I was like, do I need like a new pad on this? Like my lower back's like really bothering me. Like I need a corn bag or like a massage or something. And I was like, oh, you're on your period. Your kidneys hurt. That's fine. Okay, that's what's going on. <laughs> I, like, could not figure out what was wrong with me because I don't have any bleeding feeling yeah. to explain it. Hmm. I'm going to save a lot of money. It's going to be great. Saving money is always great. I'm not going to have to buy pads every other month. I go to Costco when I need those. I won't have them. I mean, yeah. I'll obviously, I'll have one for, like, because... Just in cases. Just in cases. And then... I have, because middle sibling said that whenever we go on vacation, she packs it just in case now. Which, when we went on vacation to California, I forgot my birth control. Oh, no. So I started, like, I went, I was like, yeah, I'm off my period. Had a week of birth control, forgot it, and then started my period again. Oh. I was like, son of a. So I went and bought another one, and that was great. So I went to Universal, it was fun. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah, no. But I was like, I'm birth so glad. weird. I, I, it's after using one, I'm like, I'm so glad because if you're like hot and sweaty and like I'm working hard yeah. and you have a pad on, that's like the worst. Ugh. But it's now like I don't extra have extra swamp bottom. Yeah. So then I don't have that and it's great. <laughs> and I never liked tampons. No, they're weird. They're mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I just, they were never comfortable for me. Yeah. Which is like my Diva Cup's like not any longer. It's probably shorter. But it's cotton. Yeah. It's dry. 
Yeah. Which is well, okay, and mm. so the thing I dislike about pads or uh, pads and tampons is there is no regulation about what chemicals can be put into these. Mm. And I also just every time I was on a period, I'm like, this is so much waste that's just never going to go away. Yeah. It's going to be a landfill forever, and I hated that. It takes 500 years for a diaper to break down. All diapers, all disposable diapers ever made are still in existence. Mm-hmm. Which we is do, like... We do part-time cloth diapering because it's cheap. Yep. My grandma, though, the minute they were disposable, she was like, this is the best invention ever. I mean, when you have five children and they're all... In diapers? Absolutely. Yeah. She was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Although I guess she had four children because my youngest aunt came along way after. My mom was the youngest child for the while and she was 16 when Amy was born. I keep forgetting that age range. I, this, this is why I would like to have all my children and just be done. Mm-hmm. Prevent any future any future children after that because I will be done. Done, done. <laughs> done, 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 done. A doctor. Are you sure? I've had five children. <laughs> they wouldn't Don't ask me. Anyone. They wouldn't ask me, are you sure, after five. They'd be like, Oh, okay. I, one of my old co-workers had six kids they asked her if she was sure they asked her about her husband and she was like i have six children um excuse me and my Any last doctor that asks about my husband with my ment- my physical help is going to get a scathing review <laughs> and then um and she was like and the reason why she wanted a hysterectomy is because her endometriosis got super bad after her last child. Ooh. And then she had major pregnancy complications because Ooh. her body was like, we can't do any more children. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and she was like, I need to get this done because it's really, really hard on me. Yeah. My endometriosis is like trying to kill me. And you're asking me about what my future partner thinks? Um, my future partner has no say in this matter. Yeah. So... She's like, and then I switched to a female doctor who was like, oh, yeah, for 100%, we'll get you, like... <laughs> we'll get you taken care of. Yeah, she was like, female doctor was way more understanding, but she did ask me, how many kids do I have? And I was like, that's irrelevant, but I have six. <laughs> so, and her oldest one, I think, is, like, eight. Yeah. No, I'd be done. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you all can F right off. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. And she, I remember, she, I was like, I was like, how many kids do you have? Six? And I was like, looked at her, I was like, you don't look old enough to have six kids. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, how old your oldest one? She's like, eight. And I was like, you still don't look like you're old enough to have an eight-year-old. She was like, I know, and it's great. <laughs> I thought she was like maybe 22. Oh, wow. She was like in her 30s. And I was like. Oh, good for her. And I was like, woman, how are you pulling this off? Of course, if I look at my mom, I feel much better about my. My mom. My mom's going to be 50. <laughs> I was literally having a conversation with my dad about it, being like, in my head, she's like 35. My dad's like, it is physically impossible for her to be 35 and you turning 28. And I was like, I know, but it doesn't make sense that she's thir- 50. My dad is going to turn 63 next mm. month. I feel like I can believe that one, though. Mm-hmm. It could be because I don't have so many, like, stacked up memories like I do with my mom. You know, and also he's got visible salt and pepper. Oh, Whoa. look at that, everybody. It's time to take your medicine. Take your medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Orion's like, what the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> he's quite disturbed. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just weird to me. Because, like, my mom is my mom. And in my head, like, the majority of my, like, early memories, she's, like, mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's my mom she's she's 35 i know every time i see a picture of your mom i'm like who is that that's not who i have in my brain <laughs> yeah because it's been so long since you've seen her I, I was like the last time i saw her was probably your wedding day 
No, yeah. I think I saw her after. Maybe I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. I think it was my wedding. Probably your wedding, so which you was know, like seven, seven years. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but she's also because my mom has gone basically salt and pepper, and has been slowly like. Because she was she used to be super super dark, and then we get like a skunk. She calls it a skunk line. Is her hair my grow aunt, out? My aunt Al has that. She's only gray hair here, nowhere else gray hair. Just right. No, no, hair. it was it was in all of her roots. But as her hair grew out, because it was super dark that she'd been dying it, she had a really distinct line, mm-hmm. and so she started like dying it lighter and lighter and lighter. And she's currently blonde, and so the gray blends in really well with the blonde, mm-hmm. so that she can just let it grow out and be its natural color and be okay with that. Instead of having to let the grow gray grow out. Yeah, whereas my mom is not that consistent with her gray. Mm-mm. So. I have several currently. I My, my sister-in-law calls them sparkles. <laughs> and I was like, is that a sparkle? Oh, it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, boyfriend has, like, legit silver. Really? It's not, it's, it's not gray. It is silver. Hmm. Like, it's really interesting. That is interesting. Because um, he's got, like, three or four of them yeah. in the back of his head. Oh. And it's not like, oh, you have gray hair. It's like, is that silver? <laughs> and I remember when he had went to a haircut with April, and she was, like, feeling his hair, and she's like, oh, you're going to have such pretty hair when you're older. And we're like, why? She's like, it's going to be silver. She's like, it's not going to be like, oh, your hair's graying. And they're going to be like, is your hair, like, metal, si- like, like, silver and what? Because <laughs> oh, she's like, it's because of your coarse Mexican hair. Mm. She's like, it's going to be silver. That's going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. My man gonna be pretty. <laughs> I'm gonna be <laughs> so sad. My therapist office, and so this week we just kind of did a reset, um, just doing some like fun questions back and forth to like bring up good memories and just like set a good tone uh, for the next week. And one question I got that I pulled was, "What's something beautiful or, or interesting you've seen in the last week?" And you just have to kind of just answer it. Pretty simple. And I was like, I don't think I went anywhere this week. So, hmm thinking thinking and i i, I paused and i was like so me <laughs> she so just me. like laughed and smiled she's like that's the best answer i've ever heard for that <laughs> and i was like i've worked very hard at being this confident mm-hmm. you you've definitely come a long way from high school i hated high school i think high school honestly would have been better had i read more books and spent more time in the library well because that's what we did in junior high it was amazing i loved junior high in junior high we spent all of our time in the library being like reading manga or going up and down the shelves be like oh this book's really good mm-hmm. oh this book's really good. Like, so in in junior high you weren't allowed to cut through the library to get to classes but i could i could pop in grab a book check out and go keep going mm-hmm. in that five minutes but like, the problem was is our high school library kind of sucked it was fine. It was out, it was awkward and out of the way. That too, and also like the selection. It wasn't. It wasn't was, that great. No, like I feel our like junior, junior high, our had librarian a one. in junior high was like, "This will be the best." Li-. It was a great library, it was fabulous. Because like, she worked really hard to make it good. Books from junior high that I want to find again. Mm-hmm. Because she was like legit about it. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying our high school librarian didn't care. I think she just didn't have as much time. As to much time it. because she also like we had to check out like the math books and whatnot, mm-hmm. and there was a ton of those different types of books, and that's all she had time to focus on. Yeah, so she had to focus on the academic side. I bet if she had the opportunity, she would have went off mm-hmm. what was in there. But the other thing was high school was dumb, and they're like, you can't have this in the library. And as a librarian, you'd be like, why, 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 why? Because oh. they're like. We're getting rid of Huckleberry Finn because it makes people uncomfortable. And like, yes, that's it's why supposed you need to. It. It's supposed are to. Are you make getting you rid of To Kill a Mockingbird? No, that they, makes people uncomfortable. They are. 
because it makes people uncomfortable. I'm like, I, I saw that it's supposed to make me uncomfortable. I saw a really thought-provoking idea that if you would like to read radical ideas that will help change the world, you should look at the banned book list from conservative Christians. Yep. And I was like, oh. Because mm-hmm, those books are like slapping down some hard honest truths. Yeah. Like, I remember reading The Invisible Man in high school mm-hmm. and being like, this book is, like, super, like, oh, I hate it, but I know it's so important that I'm reading it. Yeah. I think I read Anthem. Because by... I read I read Invisible Man. A lot of people read um, Fahrenheit 451. I love Fahrenheit 451. I haven't read it yet still. Oh, I love it. There was a, a, commemor- a 50-year commemorative copy that had a match in the front cover. And oh. I was like, oh. That's good. That's good marketing right I... there. I love Fahrenheit 451. Because, like, is... I I know what the book is about. I just haven't read it. No, I fully recommend reading it. I Catcher in the Rye. The dude was so annoying. Dude. Dude. Okay. I remember reading Of Mice and Men in 10th grade. Okay. And we're all reading it. like, And then, like, the next class period, people are, like, furious. Because like, of they're, how it ended? Like, yeah. They're, like, mad. Legit mad. Because, and then we had Wesley, um, Westman had a discussion about it. He was like, okay. Let's talk about it. And they're like, why did he have to die? And they're like, well, he straight up murdered someone. Mm-hmm. Like, but he doesn't understand. And he's like, it's still murder. Yeah. And it's, I was like, but what about murder? What about stuff? And he was like, his friend killed him because it was kinder than putting him in jail where he doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. And he was like, this was a mercy this, killing. He's like, it's a mercy killing. It sucks. It's awful. It's horrible. Everybody hates the ending. But you need to understand why it was done this way. Yeah. And then you're like, and it's like basically a giant commentary on people who are, have a child mentality mm-hmm. as adults. Like how, like it was like, especially in the Great Depression era, it was like, because I remember, because I was way ahead of everybody. I remember reading it and I closed the book and I was like, oh my gosh. And everyone's like, what? And I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> I was like, I cannot tell you about the ending of this book. And it was like, everybody came to class and they were like mad, like big mad. So I think, so my first book that i read because it was like required reading was in fourth grade and i don't remember the name of the book you might be able to help me remember it um it was essentially about a a native girl who uh bless you every one of her people dies except her and she is the only one left who speaks her language who she lives on the island by herself until um colonizers come and take her away they may I don't know this one. Really? Mm-hmm. I will have to find it. I remember reading that and that was the first of time. Of course, my fourth grade, my elementary was in a private Christian school, so. Oh, I went to public school. Yeah, so I was like, that's probably why I don't have <laughs> any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I, I remember reading it being like, this this shouldn't be how this story ends. But it's like super. It was super depressing. Like she was yeah. the last person to speak her language. There was no one else she really could communicate well with. And she lived on an island by herself for years. And I was just like, I don't like this. And then it's like, you realize it's a reality? Yeah, actually, I think it was based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It was just the first that was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I remember reading Anthem. I don't remember the author, but um, basic principle is they have no sing- no words involving singularity of person. Like, no I, no me, no mm. mine. Um, and so they're all just drones, all just workers, until 
this man finds is is on a quest for self-enlightenment he wants to know who self is um ends up basically falling in love with a woman which is not allowed because you're not allowed to have individual emotions mm-hmm. towards another individual because you are all one they end up running away and finding a cabin full of books and like the last page of the book he discovers the word i mm-hmm. it's like this is really interesting. We read it in like 10th grade, but it was so good that I ended up like wanting to find it again. And so I bought it. Wow. Um, I don't know why, but the whole time you're telling me about that, it reminded me of The Giver. I love The Giver. There are actually four books in that series. Really? Really. It's so good. So there's The Giver, there's Gathering Blue, um, and the stories don't seem to relate. And then the third one in my room i'm just gonna google it so i remember they made the giver movie and i remember vaguely watching it but the I, giver movie was fine it's well it's because you can't put all the subtext that's in the book in visual okay so it's the giver gathering blue messenger and then sun so the guy that leaves with the baby in the giver right mm-hmm. well because he a- shows back up in the sun in a messenger the kid grows up and is in the is the messenger sending messages between the forest that is trying to keep everything apart the child's mom is in gathering blue mm. i think and then they all come together in sun mm. like because i remember at the beautiful. end of the giver um how they they're in the snow and he like kind of sleds into the city and he's like oh my god a city mm-hmm. we're gonna be okay and then the book ends and i remember my eighth grade teacher being like so did so are they alive or not? Why would they do that? There are three more books. We didn't know that. When did those come out, though? At the same time or, like, way later? Um, I think The Giver came out in 99. Oh, yeah. So, Giver came out in 93. Gathering Blue came out in 2000. Messenger came out in yeah. 2004. So, when we read it in 2008, she, I don't, she just, I, I don't, I didn't, had no idea there were other books for that. So, I think, I don't know if she did either. I don't know. But she's like, are they alive or dead? And I was like, why would you ask that question? Because the way it's written, you can be like, it was totally a death dream. But like, I was no, like, no, they're alive. They're alive. Shut up. Yeah. And I was like, I've made this a happy story. Don't you dare make it a tragedy. <laughs> don't you dare. I write sins, not tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Panic at the Disco. I should just say I really like Brendan because that's basically who it is. That's literally it. Yeah. yeah. Although he does travel with the same man every time he doers. Like they're, nice. he's like legitimate friends with all of them. So good. Mm-hmm. So he writes everything and like, yeah, but he doesn't perform it. Just Brandon Yuri and like some random band. It's like, no, this is a band that like I do things with. This is the Brandon Yuri band. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <sighs> Man, I'm just speed of books. I'm like so mad because the host is like a really good book. It's one of my favorites, actually. And I'm like so mad that I'm like. Well, then where the heck did Twilight come? You wrote like healthy, intriguing relationships, and then you write Twilight where Edward's like gross and creepy. What? What is happening? You're not affiliated with me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sound I from love- Incredibles that's been trending on TikTok. Yeah, Incredible. And- you're not affiliated with me. <laughs> no, and it's such like the perfect wording. <laughs> and. But that's like it's so maddening because the host is like healthy relationships. You learn a lot. It's 
It's really it, it's well It's really good world build. It's like such a good book. And the movie was fantastic. And the movie was really good too. And then I'm looking at Twilight going like, what happened? Because um, which one came out first? Let me check. I don't know. Because either she learned from Twilight Experience and was like, I should write a relationship that's like, you know, healthy. Or she wrote Host first and the then her host. publishers were crap. Was published in two thousand eight. Twilight so, was published in two thousand five. Oh, so she did learn. She got through Breaking Dawn and then got the host out. So I bet, I bet she was like, "I'm gonna write a story that's like actually, actually healthy relationship." No, I, I bet like she wrote the host because it was something she actually wanted to write. Yeah, because I feel and like I Twilight was still- like. I imagine she's still writing just under a pen name. Probably because like the host is like good. It's like really it is good. good. It's it's one of my favorites. So I have a I have two different shelves of favorites. I have shelves with series that are in uh, books that are in multiples. And then I have a, a stack of like 10 books that are like single individual books like mm-hmm. The Book Thief. I am it's the other one of the other ones by the same is author. the book thief set with like where there's like a merry-go-round and he gets older is that a different oh no that's the world war is the book thief like the world war two world war two burning of the books she saves books yeah because there's the narrator because there death. is yeah. like two books that have like there's the book thief and something that's like maybe the night thief is what i'm thinking about uh, is it a blue cover yes with a bridge that's probably the night thief yeah so i always get a mix up but the book thief is an interesting book. I really appreciate. So, so the book thief. The thing you have to know going in is the narr- The narrator is death. Yeah, and I know. you you get <laughs> it's like such updates a- on this kid's life at the times she interacts with death, like potentially, like mm-hmm. I could die if I was caught here. If this bomb goes off right here, I'm going to die. Like yeah. speaking of death, um, I have death as a character. Mm-hmm. In my NaNoWriMo. Okay. And he is represented as how you feel about death. It's it's death? So for Jesse, my main character, they are similar age. He looks kind of like your stereotypical wears black all the time, but he looks like an average dude. Oh, so he just looks goth or punk? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. So like half the time, Jesse doesn't realize it's death. Mm-hmm. So, like, he'll be walking along and be like, death? Because um, we have a necromancer who's trying to, like, raise a big bad dead from the evil. And necromancer is control over death. And mm-hmm. this is, like, the most powerful necromancer that's ever existed. So he has, like, control over, like, legit actual death, the person. Ooh. The being? The being of death he has control over. Ooh. So, and death is very aware of Jesse's line because Jesse's half dragon. He's yeah. going to interact with death a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so death interacts with him a lot. He'll be like... Because there's one point where Jesse gets a spell on him that's activated by his own magic and is growing strength from his own magic. So basically his own magic was like, killing him. is killing him because of the spell. And it's okay. like his giant brand that's like digging into his chest. And there's a point where he's like lying there like in a lot of pain and Death's just sitting there like, dude, you can't die yet. Because <laughs> he's like, I am Death and I know when you're going to die. And what Death is mad about is because the necromancer has control of him. He's yeah. altering when people are supposed to die. Ooh. So death is like you're not supposed to die for twenty years, and he made me like make you die. No, no and death, thank you. Yeah. So death is like, I <sighs> am under his control to a point that I'm pissed off. I will able to work out of it. I've done it before. Yeah. But for now, 
people are dying when they're not supposed to Ugh. because he needs to fuel the spell to bring the bad guy back yeah and that requires a lot of death and death the being is gonna be like no you can't have that many people die excuse you no thank you because he Goodbye. was like obviously it's like you can just go murder a bunch of people but how he's having me do it is people are dying for no reason it's not they're not dying in battle they're not dying in car crashes they're not dying from poison they're just dying but but even then there's a reason their heart stopped beating they ran out of oxygen they had an aneurysm rupture like no i mean like people are just dropping dead and doctors can't figure out why Ugh. yeah so and then death being is like that's not right <laughs> so like so jesse's like he's literally like dying which is when death appears and he's like dude like I'm going to help you out. He's going to take you here. I'm going to go get your dad. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, like, because dad can do a lot of stuff under the radar. Yeah. So he's, like, obviously, like, do, he's, like, working with them, like, trying to help him. Yeah. Within the abilities, like, that he's controlled under. So he's, like, really interesting. But Jesse sees him as, like, a regular kid. Kind of, like, same age, like, just early 20s. Yeah. Whereas his dad, who, so how it works is his mom's a full dragon. Okay. His dad is a human who fell in love with his mom Athena, who was human at the time okay but they have like a rule that if you fall in love with human they're granted the power to become a dragon okay so jesse's a half dragon but his dad is also like a really prolific dragon person <laughs> his mom is the reason why there's a god Athena, hmm. <laughs> because she is like legitimately the goddess of war <laughs> because she's a fire dragon so <laughs> they're a little bit more temperamental <laughs> so and then so he sees death as a samurai. Okay. Because the closest he's ever come to death and almost dying is because a samurai was fighting him as a dragon. That so, makes sense. Mm-hmm, so when he sees death, it's a samurai. Although, side note, I would find a water dragon more temperamental than a fire dragon because fire, its goal is to consume water. The ocean is scary. So here's the deal. So I have dragons that, like, they have a hot temper. That's fine. But they're not irrational. That's fine. You're but like, I feel like... I am angry at you because you were dumb. <laughs> See, but Whereas, I feel like, like, a water dragon is very calm and peaceful until you piss them off and then you're just like, okay, everyone's dead. Yeah. Whereas ice dragons, they're very analytical. Yes, but when they crack, you're done for. Mm-hmm. So all of them are, like, hot tempers, but it's like, which dragon would you prefer to piss off? None of them. No, thank you. Please. Yeah, but it's like if you had the option, which one it was, and people usually go for wind. Because the wind is very much, I don't care. They're very much like happy-go-lucky. And if they're mad, it's usually caused by water. Water is usually part of their temperament. But so would technically fire be the rising and cooling of airs. I so, didn't want to make any of them mad, is all I'm saying. Yeah, but that's, like, my whole thing is, like, so we deal with fire dragons most of the time, because that's what Jesse is. But... Okay, but, like, you can... Hurricanes are horrific, but tornadoes are also crazy scary. Mm-hmm. But also, tornadoes don't happen without storm clouds, eh. which are full of water. Eh. So most of the time, wind doesn't care what's happening. Very happy-go-lucky, laid back, nah, nah. But if freaking water dragon starts coming in to pester them a lot <laughs> then they have an issue so basically wind dragon water dragon don't get along very well <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i'll accept this go on yeah so i also was like i was tossing between it because i wanted jesse to be i was like maybe he's a fool and i was like no i want him to be half mm-hmm. because there's a lot of kids who are stuck between both cultures mm-hmm. and don't feel like they belong either 
but i think like or if you have the option and mm-hmm. the opportunity to participate in both cultures that mm-hmm. you have available to you so i wanted him it. to be relatable in the way of like i'm half dragon so the dragons hate me mm-hmm. i'm not fully human so the humans are like what are you and then i also have cameron as half and half too because his cultures are in, he's part of the jamaican culture and then he's part of the korean culture which would be a very interesting combination which means that and, like, him and i can't decide if i'm gonna go with queen or willow but what makes Cameron and Queen Slash Willow's relationship interesting mm-hmm. because she's full Korean. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have like similar, and he doesn't know a whole lot about his own culture. Yeah. Because like things happen, but she's like teaching him things. Oh. So I like appreciate their friendship so much. That's cute. <laughs> anyway, so, Ooh. and then, so how, yeah. it's probably going to be Quinn, but how Quinn sees death is a very elegant, beautiful lady. I can get behind that because so because jesse sees death as an old friend okay and then she sees death as like nothing to be scared about Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't not take it seriously a very very beautiful lady dressed very well does give me those vibes yes i agree Mm -hmm. and then cameron you don't find out he's terrified of death until he like they're like jesse's like having a conversation and then Quinn's like, what's she doing here? And Jesse's like, what do you mean she? And then Cameron's like, who are you people talking about? What is that? Because he just sees this, me- it looks like basically like a dementor. So like death is terrifying for him. So he sees a terrifying entity. That would be horrific. Mm-hmm. And death knows that. And it makes him sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of dying. But I feel sad when people are. Yeah, so, like, death is sad because he's, like, Cameron's afraid of death, so he doesn't see me as, like, just a natural change thing. Mm-hmm. He sees me as an enemy. Which is, like, sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I have death's character in there a lot. Like, there's... But it so, would be very interesting, a very interesting, like, character develop, development point for Cameron to be, like, suddenly the reader be like, oh, oh, I would never have thought that this is what you thought felt about this because mm-hmm. the way i have cameron written he's very self-assured confident person mm-hmm. and it's the first time you see him like actually like scared okay because death only appears where death is a possibility so whenever Every time i get in the car so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i know how so, like, drivers are <laughs> so there's a couple times where jesse sees death and he goes oh seriously where is it <laughs> he'd be like what he'd be like please tell me you're not here and i'm just seeing things and death will be like i'm sorry and he'll be like frick he's like i know it's like a dangerous mission but come on it's not that dangerous and he's never like the first time he sees death is the first time he interacts with the necromancer Ooh, Mm -hmm. that'd be a weird association yeah so because like he's never seen death but he immediately knows who it is and one of my thing that i love though is that they think that so they find someone who's obviously been sacrificed for witch spell okay and it's like horrifying mm-hmm. and then they find out like and then you talk about all this stuff and then they like oh yeah like our people found it and then we like tried to destroy stuff of this is a magical element before the police got in there mm-hmm. and they're like they're like, oh, and he was like he was still alive when they found him and you're like hmm what now that's scary and they're like but then it's like the coroner's like yeah but he died the time of death is before is like before you guys found him, but you said he was alive. Weird. So they're like, "What's going on?" So then Jesse and his team go and investigate because they're like, 
witches are not common and they're very very bad when they happen Mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to like harp on people this is my story i do what i want (laughs) but so they're very very bad when they happen because it requires a lot of sacrifice to make things happen Mm -hmm. so the coroner was like i don't know what's going on with this and when they get in there um jesse's also very in tune with the magical side of things so he gets there and he sees the house spirit which is just a little boy who's very very sad and house spirits age based off their treatment so Mm -hmm. if you have a child house spirit you really love your house (laughs) yeah so basically he sees um because he's like walking up to the door and cameron says that he's like he just gives a little shiver Mm -hmm. and then jesse sees this little boy trying to keep people out and he can't anymore because his homeowner's dead (laughs) i write sad things (laughs) and so and then jesse kneels down and asks for permission Mm-hmm. because he knows it's important for this little house spirit yeah because he loved his person and he failed to protect him so you're like yeah. and then they're investigating and jesse can feel like the magic and he's like it feels gross mm-hmm. for one like he's like because he's all i've never interacted he's interacted with wishes once and it's when they killed his little sister so yeah back to that sad thing huh <laughs> yeah and so he's like this magic is gross but it's like worse than what i felt before he's like i like i need to like burn the house down that's mm-hmm. like bad mm-hmm. and then he sees a little symbol and he like touches it and it immediately tries to kill him whoa yeah and because of his natural magic he's able to like fend it off yeah and what's funny i have it written is he's like i touched it and immediately blew a hole through the floor because <laughs> he was like and then he goes ow ow <laughs> he's like mother of <laughs> Because he was like, ow, my magic burned away, but ow. And everyone's like, what did you do that for? And he's like, this house is bad news. Yeah. So they finally tracked down the witch to this area, and they open up a door, and Death is leaning against the wall, and Jesse's the only one who sees him, and he's like, what the? And Death goes, it's not time, and then leaves, because he's not supposed to die yet, but he's near a very powerful thing. Yeah. So then they're standing there, and Jesse immediately gets the instinct of, oh we're gonna die like we need to leave and so they're standing there like you're the because they're like oh well he's a dude which isn't uncommon for witches but weird yeah and then jesse and they're like is there's because they can hear someone scratching at the do- like a door that's locked and cameron's like there's someone alive over there and jesse goes no there's not because he can smell the death in the air yeah and he's like that dude's dead he's dead yeah that's and the then, time you back out the door shut mm-hmm. Back and then immediately the there's a giant magical battle and like they do like almost die <laughs> <laughs> and then they get back and they're like and then jesse's sitting in head's office and he's like i'm hurting really bad i got right, my ass very i'm for upset you. and then jameson who's like the team team person uh-huh. is like you gotta be kidding me and he's like it's a he's like it's a necromancer and they're like there hasn't been a necromancer for like a thousand years and jesse just looks at him like you can just shut up now. I know what I saw. <laughs> so, it's going to be great. I'm excited. That'll be good. <coughs> when I was writing, I've written, like, the beginning, like, three different times. I'm like, I know. And then I'm like, you know what? You don't have to write it right now. Just write this and you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Just skip. Just skip so that just you're writing stuff. star, star, insert beginning here. Star, star, move on. I usually have red bold letters that go, skip. <laughs> <laughs> and then I move on. What does the time say on a recording here? Uh, an hour minute. <laughs> an hour. 
hour 30 oh okay <laughs> well we're just so normally when we watch it we're like looking at it we're looking at each other now we're not looking we're at it conversation we're having an actual conversation this time i mean kind of like the setup looking at you looking at me and i was looking at him and he was looking at me <laughs> I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, <laughs> and I looked at him. <laughs> it just keeps going. I know. Oh, They're really funny. Okay, well, I guess that's this week's podcast, guys. Yeah. I guess it's a really long episode, but that's okay. It's fine, because I was emotionally unavailable last week. Mm-hmm. And I did manage to go over about an hour. I yeah. proud of myself. Yeah, Avery mentioned it. I was very impressed with you. Mm-hmm. I did. It was weird. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Da, da. And then I just found myself rambling and I was like, I guess this works. <laughs> Maybe this is why people go into radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is this week's podcast, everybody. Uh, we do have an email. If you would like to participate in our conversations, it's in our show notes. Yeah. Email us. Go to the Spotify page. It'll be, like, be right there. I have so many thoughts about this one particular topic. Mm-hmm. We will read it. Yeah. We'll comment just, on it. We will move on. It's, yeah. It's life. Blurb. Give us your blurb. Give us your thought processes. We will Give listen. us your scary real life stories. Oh. I want to make a podcast like that so bad. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. We love Bye. you. Wait. No. Oh, 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 there's the button. <laughs>